Welcome to the Heroes at Home podcast, where we believe heroes can thrive both at work and at home. This podcast is for those who stand watch while we sleep, who run into buildings while others run out, for those who deploy to hard places to have hard fights, and for the families that support them. Through candid conversation, we will discuss the side of things that don't get glorified in the media, what happens when they come home. We'll be talking with heroes from all walks of life and their partners, children, friends, and beyond, so together we can build a stronger family. I'm Noel Metter, CEO, joined by my co-host, Kenny Thomas. All right, welcome to Heroes at Home. I'm Kenny Thomas, one of your co-hosts, our other co-hosts. We're going to talk a little bit about Noel today and where his background is and why he is the Jedi of relationships. I met Noel Meter and his wife, I don't know how many years ago was it, Noel? That's five. They were doing a, they were doing a fundraiser. Carissa called me up and said, hey, we, we are doing this thing and it's called Stronger Families. I'm like, okay, well, what do you do? Well, we help keep married couples in the military married, basically. And I already knew what a tough situation that was. I said, okay, count me in. And then she kept going and selling it to me. I'm like, yeah, you had me at, you know, we help veterans and military families and we help people. So then when I got to, to the event and I saw the, the depth of the work that you guys were doing, it wasn't just a sort of do the event and then go back to life. You and I connected and I got on the board for a little bit and Noel, what he's been doing out there, he's constantly traveling across the country, trying to get into the military bases, trying to get the commanding generals and the chaplains to take on this program called Oxygen and trying to get the couples that could use that counseling and that therapy and that, give them the tools to, help them succeed with their marriage. Noel is what we would call a crusader. He is constantly out there riding around the countryside from battle to battle, trying to figure out how to get, basically how to help. And to me, it's an honorable and noble cause that you do, buddy. And so I want you to tell us a little bit, I just did a lot of talking, but I want you to tell us a little bit about why you and Carissa decided to create this program and then why keep doing it? Because it is an uphill fight. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for the uh, the kind words, my friend. And uh, Jedi, I like it. You know, to, Who doesn't like to be called a Jedi? You know, my kids, I haven't got them to you know agree with the whole Jedi thing. I'm going to say Kenny, your dad. Kenny called it out. He called it out. But yeah, you know, this. <laughs> I wish the camera was a little bit closer because you can see all the gray here. And that that is the the war wounds of traveling around and the stress of it all, but it's so worth it. And for Chris and I, our passion is what we're doing right now. You know, I don't see myself going off to a job every day. I had to go and really, I think it's a calling. What we're doing, it's a calling. And, and because of that, I think that calling comes from our own story. Why did this all come about? Well, part of it is, you know, very early on when we got married, you know, I found this gorgeous girl that was coming to the church. I was a pastor, a single pastor, which that's a horrible recipe, right? You got every grandma in the place trying to hook you up with this person, that person. And I was just like, no, thanks, no, thanks. And then I met Chris and it was like game over. She's just she's gorgeous, beautiful personality. She's saying on the worship. I mean, 
all checked all the boxes, right? And so we fast-tracked our engagement to marriage and we went into it thinking this is going to be like so easy cuz we're just, you know, we're two great people. We love Jesus and we're doing ministry. And we quickly realized, hell no, this is like like this is hard. Like and part of it was, you know, our background, family of origin, personalities are so different. But we quickly went, Kenny, from getting married to what I call miserably married, but faithfully enduring. Here I'm a pastor preaching on Sunday, you know, everyone thinking, oh my gosh, this couple's just rock star status. But behind closed doors, we were struggling. Like it got to the place where, you know, Chris and I, I think we both looked at each other and said, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. I think we should probably go our separate ways. And it, by the grace of God, the only thing that kept, I think at that moment was the reality that one, we're not quitters. Two, we've got our first child on the way. So we need to make a decision. Are we going to, you know, do the separation thing or are we going to double down on this? And so fortunate, we chose the path of saying there's got to be more to how to have a great marriage. And we started to consume everything. I I think we went from miserably married to we were marriage junkies. Like we were consuming everything there possibly was around this. We went to love and respect conferences. We got connected with small groups that were doing marriage stuff. And what all that produced was just a realization of here's what we were bringing into the relationship, our own baggage, our own brokenness, our own unique personalities. My mistress at the time, to be honest, it was the church. Like I was working like 80, 90 hours a week, which is great when you're single, but you say yes to someone and say, I'm going to do life. They didn't sign up for that. And, and yet I, you know, my workaholic personality of like, just I'm in it, I'm all in, you know, it wasn't helping us have a great marriage. So long-winded way to say, from our brokenness, this healing started to take place over the next year, two years. And we ended up leaving the church because it was like, this was an unhealthy, this was an unhealthy situation for our marriage. And we had to make that tough call of like, nah, we're going to choose us over the church and ended up getting, getting out of that. And long story short, after years of walking this path, learning tons, meeting with couples, we started to realize we've got something to offer. And so we ended up writing Oxygen for Your Relationships the rest is history in terms of where, where we've been. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy ride, man. There's a point that I want to make sure that people heard, and it's that they gave up going and working at the church. They didn't give up on God and Jesus. Like, let's be very clear about the two, because... That's a good point. I don't think you're going to talk to one single pastor who won't tell you that the mistress is almost always the church because it requires a ton of yourself and your heart and your passion, but then you've got everybody coming at you with their issues and the problems, and you're supposed to be rock solid in every facet of your life. It's, it's too much to ask. And for you guys to work on your marriage, I think that's a huge decision to leave that which you dedicated 80 hours of your life to a week. Yeah. I'm glad you called that out because it's true. We didn't leave our faith. We left a culture that was unhealthy. And that's really what it was. I was too young to understand at the time, but we put the ministry over the marriage all the time. And we fortunately had enough common sense back then to be like, uh, time out. No, like this matters way more than this over here. So we made that decision to leave, but you're right. It wasn't us leaving our faith and faith was a big part of what got us to the other side. That's the truth. I think what you'll find 
what we're going to find as we start interviewing folks is that there's always an element of that faith that's in there because it's, it is the compass that keeps people vectoring back to each other. You may get crisscrossed, but you don't just go off misdirected because what got you into the issues with the marriage before is that you're vectoring apart. What we have found is that that faith is the compass that brings it back. And we didn't set out asking for stories about that, but that's what we found. Yeah, it is. And I think some people ask us, well, you, you guys wrote a book on this thing. I mean, it's being used. I mean, 50,000 couples have gone through it. And you must have a real corner on like marriage and how to make this thing right. And I think we, we have learned a lot, but I will say that it is a daily effort to continue to be in that intentional space of connection, intimacy. We're still learning. I mean, there's times where, you know, Chris will look at me and she's like, wait, didn't you write that one page on like communication? Like, gosh, it seems like we're really far away from what we've actually been telling other, you know, and the, and the same being true of I've said stuff to her in the, in the heat of the battle, like, oh my gosh, what hypocrisy that's coming out of the Metter household. Here we are doing this all over the country. And yet we keep coming back to this place of, we don't always get it right. The journey is, is deep, but man, we love each other and we're willing to fight and fight in the right way. And that's what we've developed. How do you fight fair? Where at the end of the day, you both win rather than one winning and the other one losing. All the stuff that we teach, it's been a journey, but man, I'm excited about this podcast with you because I really do believe that the, the more we can unpack people's stories, the more people are gonna be able to walk away and say, yeah, there's hope. I mean, that's what we needed. In our absolute moment of saying, are we gonna go forward? Or are we gonna you know, end up getting divorced? We need people around us saying, yeah, you can make it. Like, this is our story. You need that left and right. That's right. I have it. Yeah. So, you know, for Strong Families, man, we're, we're excited about this journey, uh, the podcast, Heroes at Home, subscribe. You're going to be hearing from all walks of life, man. We've got folks in the military, first responders, police, fire, you name it. We're going to be interviewing them. If you look at the DNA of the people that we're featuring, they are all subscribed in one way or another to the servant leadership model. They all come from backgrounds where it was a selfless service and they all come from a place of, well, I'm as good as the person on my left and my right. And then where that challenge is, is then you come home and trying to expect that of our spouse or having zero left to give to our spouse or you're numb as, as we're going to hear Scott talk about, or you're just, you got, I've got no intimacy left in me. You know, I've seen too much or, or and now, and that's what we're going to feature. These people that all have that same servant leadership heart, but then keeping a marriage healthy requires a skill set that, that most of us didn't have, you know, unless you had just super parents. So that's what we're here to help with because Noel and I understand the power of getting to the other side of it all. You can, you, can, you can give up on the marriage and you can keep trying, but what will happen is the same thing will begin to start showing itself until you stop and do the hard work. But you still have to have a block of instruction. And because we care, 
That's why we're spending these time, Noel spends 10 times more than I do. But because we care, we want you to have this skill set and we want to sort of motivate you to do the hard work.